If you've been getting a lot more scam texts, you are not alone. Cyber criminals have been using texts more to send sketchy links designed to gather your valuable information. Click on the wrong link and you could be handing over your logins and passwords, credit card, or other financial information. So what's the best way to deal with these scam texts? I'm Abrar Alhiti, and this is your Daily Charge. I'm filling in for Roger today, and I'm joined by CNET reporter Bree Fowler. Thank you so much for coming, Bree. Thanks for having me. I personally feel like I have been getting a lot more scam texts, but is there any data to back that up? Yes, actually, researchers from a couple different cybersecurity companies I talked to say that they've detected a statistical uptick, um, actually a big surge in these messages recently. So... The thing is that not all scam texts are obvious. Like sometimes you get things that you can like clearly tell like, okay, I did not just win a new car. I'm not going to click this link, but (laughs) some of them are a little bit more subtle. So what's kind of like the range of what these texts could look like? Well, you might see something that looks like a shipping notification. You know, we've all gotten them in email form as well. And really, this is just kind of the next step in that. Uh, Shipping notifications. um, I've I've got a couple that may or may not be COVID test results. And then, you know, also things uh, like notices that you are, you know, a a bill payment didn't go through or that you owe money. They basically all just want you to tap on that link right away without thinking. And that, that can be, I can imagine that's really scary if you see something about a bill not going through. That part about COVID tests is, it's so timely. It's like they're doing their research of like, what are people really looking out for at this moment? Well, exactly. My, my kids get tested all the time at school and I, I get those messages and I have no idea whether they're real or not. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very easy trap to fall into. So then what are some of the consequences of clicking on these sketchy links? You know, it's just like phishing email. They're trying to either get you to hand over credentials for, you know, something like your Gmail account or maybe a Microsoft login for your office. Or, you know, they might be looking for credit card information or banking information. People, you know, it's really sad, but people do hand over this stuff all the time without thinking. No, that's actually really scary. So then what should people look out for to make sure that they don't fall for those traps? You know, if you think something is not real, um, you know, definitely if you have that bad feeling, if you think there's any chance, go directly to the website, you know, uh, type in the URL, just skip that link entirely. It can't hurt you if you don't click on the link. And if there's an attachment, definitely stay away. The thing that's interesting, too, is that, you know, we've all kind of heard about you know, phishing emails for a long time. And we know that email is a very easy place to get scammed as well. Are people more susceptible to falling for phishing texts versus emails? Absolutely, because we're so used to text being short and not containing a lot of information. And, you know, for them to come, especially if you're talking about a marketing text from a number that you don't know, um, you know, and it may not even be a full phone number. It could be a short code, you know, those five or six digit numbers that retailers use. Um, Cyber criminals can just buy those and use them to send out millions of texts themselves. It also feels a lot more personal because I feel like we put our emails on everything. We use them for logins, random forms that we have to fill out. And then you get a text and it feels like, okay, like maybe this is more legitimate because it's coming directly to my number. Not everybody has my number. Right, exactly. And we've all gotten so used to email spam. Uh, This is definitely something that people don't necessarily know to look for. Yeah. 
So then how much responsibility falls on wireless carriers and SMS app makers to fight these scam texts? You know, I I talked to all three of the major carriers and they say that this is something that they're constantly working on. And in all fairness, it is a game of whack-a-mole to try to to get these, um, you know, to to block all of this traffic that's coming through. You know, the the cyber criminals will change numbers constantly, things like that. But researchers say that this is really something that, that needs to be done on the carrier level, that they... They are monitoring all this incoming traffic. They're the ones in the best position to fix this. And, you know, also the companies that make the apps that you're using as well, they also can fight back against this with tech. Yeah, I have been very grateful for the filters that that Verizon has (laughs) on my phone. I get a lot of notifications that they, you know, they found spam and and blocked it. And then there's a completely separate folder that I just don't touch. (laughs) I don't think I even need to to check. I'll trust them on that. Um, but there's also a number that people can use to report, and as they call it, smishing. It's like a, it's a combination of SMS and phishing, right? Right, exactly. Um, I actually did not know this number existed until I wrote this story, but it's 7726. It's, it spells out spam. And, you know, the more data that the companies have to work with, the more likely they can block these texts from coming to not just you, but other people as well. Yeah, that was a fun fact I learned from your article. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) (laughs) Bree, thank you so much for joining us. You can check out our coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from Roger by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Abrar El-Hiti. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 